What if you could complete your MBA in just one year? Thanks to the College of Charleston School of Business, now you can. Their accelerated MBA program condenses a traditional two-year program into one rigorous year, ensuring you not only save a year of tuition and fees, but also re-enter the workforce quickly and graduate with critical business knowledge. U.S. News & World Report recognized the College of Charleston MBA as number one in the country for its job placement rate within three months of graduation. Learn more at mba.cfc.edu. Opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Good morning, and welcome to Beyond the Business, brought to you by the College of Charleston School of Business. The College of Charleston School of Business, where students are beyond ready to work, they're ready to make an impact. Each Saturday morning at 9, successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the Lowcountry talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life. Now your hosts of Beyond the Business, Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood. And good morning, Low Country. Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Business, heard here on 94.3 WSC and presented by the College of Charleston School of Business, where students are beyond ready to work. They're ready to make an impact. And I'm your host here this morning, Eric Cox, with the lovely and talented Leslie Haywood. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning. Thank you so much, Low Country, for sharing your Saturday morning with us. And make sure and continue the fun beyond Saturday mornings and go to our Facebook page, Beyond the Business, and also follow us on Twitter at BTB. CHS. How you doing, Eric? Doing great. Welcome to another great Saturday morning here in late October. Hard to believe we're about to run the year out. And thank goodness, probably for a lot of us. What a year 2020 has been, huh? Um, I know. Come on, New Year's. As, as the, the old saying goes in showbiz, the show must go on. And we've continued throughout this entire COVID-19 process doing this show remotely, and i got to give a lot of credit to uh, the studio there at 94.3. They've done a really good job of allowing us to stay on the air and do this thing remotely, and so uh, we've all got our headsets on, and we're in our respective locations, just like we're sitting there cozy up in the in the uh, studio, right? Right, right, exactly. No, I, I'm, I can't believe that we pulled it off. I'm still, you know, trying to work out the technology, but maybe I'll get it by the time we go back into the studio. Well, the downside, as we talked about before the show, is you know we have guests that are in the food and beverage business. We usually get samples, and right now we don't get that opportunity. So uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward, really, to getting back in studio. I gotta say, we got when we get back in studio, we have to have all the breweries and wineries. Absolutely. Just, we'll just do them all like week after week, right? So, um, Well, what a blessing again to get to do this show week in and week out and have great leadership and entrepreneurs from around the low country telling their story. And, and uh, every now and then we pop in kind of a unique, different show. And I think last week and the week before was an example of that. Um, no matter where you fall politically, you know, we're all human beings. And, and last week was a great show with uh, Nancy Mace, who's uh, certainly a candidate running um, for a house seat here in the low country uh, coming up next week. And, um, uh, you know, even though, again, no matter where you may fall politically, just to hear her story and some of her uh, nuances of life. Um, really, um, I think is a great perspective of what this show is all about. And Leslie, I'd ask for you to share maybe a nugget you took away from that. 
Yes. Well, again, regardless of political affiliation, her story was one of triumph and resilience, and uh, her road had not been easy. Uh, she'd been through a traumatic uh, childhood event and embarked on the trailblazing path of being the first uh, graduating class of women at the Citadel, and uh, and that was anything but popular at the time. And then dealing with divorce while going on this political journey, she's just a testament to the human spirit. And if you missed it, it really is a must listen, not for the politics, but for the um, resiliency of just people in general. So I, I loved her story. Eric, what were some of the things that you took away? Well, I just I, I think, again, that's what I love about doing this show with you, Leslie, is that week in and week out, we consistently seem to have these stories of people who just fight the fight, right? It's mm -hmm. the journey of life. And I think a lot of times, you know, many of us believe we're going through whatever it is that we're going through, um, and we're the only ones in the world going through it. And right. what you realize is that all folks go through stuff, and it's more about how you navigate it. It's how you come out of it. It's what you learn from it. And I think Nancy's uh, show last week was a, a really good example. If you happen to miss her show and uh, want to hear it, or really any show that we've had over the last six years, don't fret. Uh, you have an opportunity to go check them out on our podcast, and you can do so either in uh, iTunes or Spotify. Simply type in Beyond the Business, or if you want to do it the simple way, go to our website at coastalwm.com and click on the radio icon, and uh, you can listen to uh, last week's show. And like I said, you can go back and kind of peruse some of the different folks we have on and, and check out some great shows we've had from the past, but there's no doubt uh, we're very fortunate to get to hear these great stories of triumph, and uh, I think today will be no different uh, in, in regards to that. What do you think? I know. Liz? I'm excited. I'm excited. Who do we have this morning? Well, again, it's it's one of those things. I wish we were in studio uh, because we could get some <laughs> samples this morning, but we have Mr. Tom Ledford with us, and Tom is a licensee for the Zaxby's franchise, and uh, I'm going to act like I'm sitting here smelling Zaxby's this morning. No. Uh, Tom, we're excited to have you online this morning. Hey, I'm excited to be here, and I, I promise you, I can make up the uh, the sample the sample issue <laughs> later on uh, down the road. So that, we're going to hold your feet to that fire. So, uh, <laughs> real quick, before we dive into all your background, which you're excited to hear, uh, Tom, give us a quick. You know, I know most people, if they don't, shame on them, but they know what the Zaxby's uh, name is. But give us a little twenty second commercial on on your business. So Zaxby's is a very fresh concept, uh, fried chicken restaurant, um, chicken fingers, salads, you know, different stuff like that. Uh, we've got a drive-through. We're doing a lot of uh, delivery type stuff right now. Um, so just a real fresh concept um, with, with a lot of great food. See, I told you I was going to get hungry after hearing that description. There we go. I know, I know. And I've got kids over at West Ashley High School, and they uh, go across the street and support that store over on Glen McConnell all the time. So uh, if that's one of yours, um, a lot of my money goes to that location. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you're, you're putting shoes on our feet, so we appreciate it. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So, Tom, when we start off this show, um, one of the things we love to kind of live by is our mantra, and that is people you know, stories you don't. And a big part of getting to know somebody is understanding where they came from. And so talk a little bit about sort of your upbringing, where were you born and, and uh, give us a little family dynamic. So grew up in a, in a small town in South Georgia. Uh, my dad was a, you know, he was a small town attorney, you know, a small town attorney does everything from the local 
you know, guy that gets a DUI to the farmer who goes bankrupt or whatever. So my dad had an office downtown and just a quaint little little town, Camilla, Georgia. And um, and I just remember him working a lot, you know, down there in that office. And um, I'd go down there and see him. My mom was a school teacher. Just had a, a great you know, kind of calm, small town upbringing. Went to the local Baptist church. Just really, really enjoyed, you know, living in Camilla. So grew up down I'm there. Not fam- I'm not familiar with Camilla. So if you don't mind for, for those like me, where is Camilla? All right. So not not many people would be familiar with Camilla. I think there's two stoplights in the whole town. <laughs> I distinctly remember wood ducks who are way out in the woods walking down the uh, the street near the courthouse. So it's a really, really small town. But it's close to Albany, um, probably about 45 miles from the, uh, from the Georgia line down there, Georgia, Florida line. And was it just you or do you have any siblings? So I've got an older sister and a younger brother. You're um, the middle child. I am the middle child. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> How much older and younger are they? All right. So my sister's four years older than me um, and my brother's four years younger than me. Um, my sister lives in Albany now. She's uh which is about 30 miles from um, from Camilla, where we grew up. And um, my brother's actually a, an attorney in Seattle, Washington. Um, so he's he's moved out there now. So. so give us a flavor, Tom, for what you were like as a kid. Were you studious and smart, more into sports? Give us that idea. So we, uh, you know, my dad uh, built a house on uh, a piece of property. It was close to a farm. Um, so I kind of grew up, you know, just, you know, we lived on a couple acres there, uh, just exploring, being a kid, riding bikes, and um, really got into sports. That was probably, you know, the number one way that I spent my time playing baseball and, you know, football or what, just whatever the season was basketball. My dad actually coached me a good bit when I was a kid, but yeah, I, you know, I've I made some good grades. And as I got older, I think my, my focus probably went more to sports than my, than my academics. But, but yeah, I mean, just, just a normal old kid growing up and playing sports and got into hunting and fishing and, you know, came pole with a bobber in a pond kind of thing. And but yeah, well, probably was not the most studious kid in the world, but, but yeah, made, made good enough grades to get through school for sure. Now, um, so your younger brother followed in your dad's footsteps at the time growing up uh, during those, you know, middle school, high school years. Did you look at your dad and say, that's something that I want to do? Or sometimes we look at our parents and go, I know right now I, that is not what I want to do. What, it, what was your view on, you know, kind of what your dad was doing? with his life. So, so my dad, I mean, yeah, that, that was always, I think that was my dad's vision. My dad's dream was for, Mm -hmm. you know, me and my brother to grow up, go to law school and, and come back and take care of the, you know, the family business. But as much as my dad worked, man, I saw him work. He spent, you know, 80 hours a week and, you know, in his law office and he just always struggled, always struggled. And I, and I don't know exactly why I think he, he has a huge heart and I think he probably did more business for friends for free than he actually did to actually make money, but just saw him struggle to make a living all of his life. And my brother did actually go to law school and go back and try and help him out. But I, I guess for me, you know, I saw him work so hard all of his life to, to scrape by that, you know, when it was time for me to go to law school, I, I thought maybe something there's better out there for me. And so what was that vision for the future? Well, I guess, uh, you know, my whole, my whole life, I saw my dad really, I mean, he just loved his work. He loved what he did. And, you know, don't get me wrong. He was at every baseball game, every football game. He was coaching as much as he could. But, you know, I think my vision was to, at least initially, and, and I think you have this vision of life and it always changes. Mm-hmm. But that initial vision was to, you know, hopefully become somebody who could, you know, not live to work so much, but work so that I could live and that I could spend that time with my family and my kids and, you know, and, and hopefully do those things in life that, that really mean the most. Yeah. And um, I'm just, I'm, I'm just curious, at what point did you have all of these epiphanies that you did not want to work that hard? Was that before college? Because you had to make the decision, I guess, to go to law school or not. And when was all of that? Well, let me be clear, that epiphany to not work that hard never came true. 
So, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just saw my dad sacrifice a lot in his life and, uh, and to do the things that he was doing in, in work. And I guess my, you know, you, you come out of college and you come out of high school and you think for sure in the next, you know, six months, you're going to be, you know, a millionaire and, and run this big business or whatever. And that's just not reality. But that was my goal. My goal was to, you know, try to get into some kind of business where I could have some flexibility in life and hopefully do very well. So that was that was always the goal. And by the way, in case you're just joining us, one whose voice that is, it's that of Mr. Tom Ledford, who is a licensee with Zaxby's franchise. And you're, of course, listening to him here on Beyond the Business, presented by the College of Charleston School of Business and Coastal Wealth Management. And Tom, as, as you were talking about sort of that you know, evolution of your life, and um, I know you spent some time actually uh, right after school going to work in, um, since we're in the political season, going to work in, in politics. Talk about that for a minute. Yeah, yeah I did. That- happen <laughs> well um so I, I played some sports in college and had you know, I got a scholarship to run cross country at a small division two school in south georgia man I, i'd come back from from school for the first summer I, actually i think it was my second summer and um and just got a chance to you know I, I knew i wanted to work but got a chance to go to work driving a guy around um who was running for u.s congress in the second congressional district of georgia his name was joe mccormick he was running against sanford bishop uh, we did not win i think sanford bishop has been in office for 40 plus years at this point in time but we hit every Rotary Club breakfast. I think we hit every drive-through along the way, and so me me running the 10k and gaining about 30 pounds that summer driving this guy around did not go hand in hand for me coming back and joining that team again. But really enjoyed that. I mean, I got to meet you know some of the greatest people, some great great business people in in Valdosta, Georgia, and some different cities. And that's really what kind of started kind of me gearing down the road towards business of, of hopingly hope, hoping to open up my own business one day. With just those experiences of driving around, meeting these people, and I think I met Newt Gingrich. And, and multiple, multiple different, you know, congressmen during that time. And that's really anything, what I, I want. I'm curious about the whole political thing. Is there any can you share a story of something that happened that either, um, I don't know, surprised you or shocked you about um, politics back in the day? Well, uh, we had so two two guys running against each other um, in the primary. We had Joe McCormick and Dylan Glenn, um, both Republicans. And so for me, you know, I'm thinking this will be a friendly type thing. Um, No big deal. And these guys, man, they hated each other. They were at each other's throats. Um, I left my notebook, which I kept all my contacts in on a table. Um, One of their people actually tried to take the notebook and I I called them and stopped them and everything. But just just seeing the other side of politics, you know, the uh, just the intensity. But but I understand. I mean, we work so incredibly hard and um, and I think that politicians do to get elected. So, I mean, it it becomes personal. It becomes something they really they want to win. And I I understand that. Um, So, so Tom, the next turn after getting out of the political scene for you actually ended up being a turn that would put you on a path, you know, really shaping and forming the rest of your profession career. Talk about how that unfolded. All right. So I went back to school and, uh, you know, we, we didn't win the general election. And so you, you're kind of down and out and went back to school in the uh, spring semester. And, you know, it was just kind of lost. I, you know, when I was at school previously, I was running 10, 12 miles a day. I was with a team all the time. I lived in a house with a team and we did everything together. So coming back to school after that was over, I'm living with a different group of guys and, you know, their interest and in what they're doing is different and took out a little bit of student loans to kind of just 
figure out what I wanted to do. And I lived with this guy named Brian and he came home every day from work and he loved what he did. And he was covered in flour. I mean, honestly, from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet every single night that he came home, but he loved it. He had the best time. I mean, he just thoroughly enjoyed it. So I was like, you know what? I, all this time that I've been running, I need to do something with. So I went to work with him and he got me a job. I walked in and I don't think I had, but about a two second interview. And the guy said, sure, you're hired and you know, threw a shirt at me. And I went to work and, and it was uh, at that point in time, it was a small restaurant about two miles down the road from the school. It was called Zaxby's, but it was totally different. They had, you know, a full liquor bar, kegs on tap, wow. jukebox, pool table. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. You know, all the sororities would come and, you know, fill the deck out on Saturdays and just really enjoyed, you know, working with the team that I had. I'd come from that team environment of um, running cross country and playing sports. So it, it was kind of similar to that. But that and was this, the- this, this so happened to be, or I guess if you look back now, this was the third Zaxby's to ever open in this country. That's exactly right. Yep. It was in Valdosta, Georgia on Baytree Road. Um, it has since burned down. It was an old shack. You know, I probably would have, uh, if I worked for myself now, I probably would fire myself now, but we, we, we would, we would climb in the attic. There was old, you know, toys and stuff. It was an old house that was on that road right there that they had retrofitted and kind of made into a restaurant, but neat place. I mean, it really, really was a neat place. And so kind of as I'm coming from this business background and, and meeting these people in business through the political campaign, um, I'm starting to see a restaurant do very well. You know, these guys that own this restaurant, they were building more and more restaurants. And so that kind of caught my attention. Um, and it, it was just neat to see them grow. I mean, it was neat to see these guys have a dream and all of a sudden that dream become a reality. It was just neat to watch. And what was your what was your role in the company at that time? I mean, did you you really started out probably as a server? Like, what was your progression from the ground up? So I, I walked in the door as a cook making five twenty five an hour. So that, <laughs> <laughs> that that was my beginning with uh with Zaxby's. I was still going to school full time, but you name it, anything from picking up trash in the parking lot to uh, just serving customers and whatever it took. And Tom, did you ever in those early years have a thought that, you know, here you're going to be many, many years later, uh, still part of that organization and owning a franchise? Do you ever have any kind of seedlings of that? Uh, I don't think that thought ever crossed my mind, at least in the early days, you know, you know, I mean, I, I, I just needed a job, you know, I just needed to, to pay my bills and get through school. And, and really towards the end, when I was graduating, I was like, man, I'm, I'm going to, I'm never going to sling chicken for the rest of my life. That's just not going to happen. I've got a degree now, you know, I'm going to go off and do all these great, crazy, awesome things. And, and it's not going to involve chicken. So just <laughs> be, be very, very careful what you say you will and will not do. Oh my um, gosh. That's funny. What did you see yourself doing? Well, we what were some of the crazy things that you thought that you were going to do? Well, I thought about law school. That relationship with my dad was pulling on me to go back and and support him and help him. But, you know, I started doing some work for corporate. I would go and open stores and really just realize that it, it doesn't matter what you do in your life. It doesn't matter what your job is or whatever. You know, if you do that job very well and you have an opportunity to do well for yourself or, you know, and the people that work for you and your family, it doesn't matter, you know? So I, I decided that, that this is something I wanted to pursue. And so if you look at that, you know, kind of early phases of, of your life in the Zaxby's organization and you, you look back and you know, were always shaped by you know, people we meet along the way, who would you say was instrumental, Tom, in your life as mentor and director of helping you make decisions up to that point? Uh, early on, I guess, I had a coach who I always stayed in contact with. His name was Coach Ron Clanton. He was my coach all through high school. And and it really just instilled into me uh, just the, the fact that if you work hard, you will be more successful. And we, I mean, in, in running, we did work very, very hard, but uh, just being in contact with him and 
You know, he letting me know that just what I said, that it doesn't matter what you do in life, that as long as you do it to the best of your ability and then give it a hundred percent and work as hard as you can, that good things will come from that. As far as inside the business, there was a guy named Joey Ills who, you know, he worked very hard and he did very well. He's no longer with the company, but you know, it was the same thing, you know, that the good things would happen if you, if you invest yourself and you, and you put the time in and you work very hard. Those two guys helped me out and and kind of coached me along the way. And what happened? How did you get to Charleston? What happened that uh, you left the nest, so to speak, in the small town in Georgia? And how did you wind up getting here? Uh, graduated college, didn't know what I was going to do, and um, was still working with Zaxby's. And I had a buddy come through town, and he was working at, at the corporate headquarters, and he was actually the first inspector. You know, so Zach, you know, any kind of national brand is going to have inspectors they send in to make sure you're doing the right things, make sure you're not selling hamburgers or, or whatever it is. So this guy said, Hey man, you ought to come up here and apply. And so I did, I mean, I, you know, packed my suit that night, um, drove up to Athens, Georgia and went to the Zaxby's headquarters. It was about a four hour drive, got there, went to the interview and you know did really well. It was a panel interview it was me sitting on one side and five people sitting on the other. And I think we talked for about an hour and got up and left and they said, Hey, you know, we'd love to have you start looking for a place to live. And I said, great, that's awesome. So in my mind, I'm going to work for Zaxby's corporate headquarters, drove back home to South, to South Georgia. And I didn't hear anything for four or five days. And, uh, come to find out there was a manager that I worked with, uh, years ago that had said that they shouldn't hire me. He gave me a no hire. So I got back in my car and I drove back up there in the middle of the night. The guy that interviewed me, I was sitting in the parking lot at Zaxby's corporate headquarters back in my suit and tie. Um, and I called him and I said, Hey, you know, Joe, I, I heard you guys aren't going to hire me. Um, I'd like to talk to you about it. And, uh, he said, well, sure. Just set something up. I know you got a long travel up here. I said, Joe, I'm sitting in the parking lot. <gasps> he said, Oh, Oh, come on inside then. Okay. But sat out and talked with him and, and we just kind of went through what corporate working for corporate headquarters would be like. And would there be a better opportunity for me to do something different? And so I, I went to work with a group of investors. Joe was able to kind of get me in touch with these guys and, um, these guys were going to open six stores here in Charleston. So I moved from South Georgia to Charleston to help them with that. So just a, a crazy string of events that kind of led me up here, but it, it, I couldn't imagine being anywhere else in my life at this point in time. And so being in our last few minutes uh, of our segment today, uh, Tom, tell us a little bit about the, the switch going from the mentality of coming here to help open up stores to the mentality of I'm going to open up my own stores. So, you know, in, in working for these guys I've worked for, you know, I've, I've always kind of been, a, you know, I have been a partner. So, you know, the mentality of, of trying to run these stores well and, and, and do the best that we can for those guys and me at the same time um, has always been there. But, you know, when it's when it's all, you know, hopefully will become all mine here in the next, you know, 45 to 60 days. It is a different mentality. And I, I really find myself really focused on my people. You know, this is a people business. Uh, I think we've, we've probably have about 200 employees that work with us. They could work anywhere. They could work at McDonald's. They could work at Lowe's, but you know, making sure that you take care of your people. That's one thing I'm very focused on now, knowing that I'm going into owning my own stores. I want these people to work and have the best experience they possibly can in the company that we have. Uh, and hopefully, you know, have an experience that turns into something great for them and turns into opportunities for them that are, that are bigger than they ever imagined, you know? So my goals have changed just to do the best I can to take take care of the great people that we have working for us. 
Well, unfortunately, we're running out of time, but we'll look forward to having you back next week, Tom, to hear a little bit more about the direction of, of where you're going next and certainly get into some philosophy and experiences that you've had along the way. Again, uh, thank you for your time today, Mr. Tom Ledford, who is licensee of Zaxby's here in the Lowcountry. And uh, you're, of course, listening to him here on Beyond the Business, uh, heard on 94.3 DBSC, presented by the College of Charleston School of Business. And until next Saturday morning, Lowcountry, have a blessed week. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business, brought to you by the College of Charleston School of Business. The College of Charleston School of Business, where students are beyond ready to work, they're ready to make an impact. Tune in next Saturday morning at 9 for Beyond the Business, hosted by Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood, and heard exclusively on News Radio 94.3 WSC. The College of Charleston School of Business is recognized among the top 30 colleges for studying business abroad by the Business Research Guide. With nine undergraduate majors, 10 minors, and six concentration areas, an honors program in business, and master's programs in business and accountancy, the College of Charleston School of Business has more than 3,000 students enrolled. Their students are ready to work, and they're ready to make an impact. For more info, visit sb.cfc.edu.